morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, Taylor family. Good morning, Taylor friends. Good morning, Taylor nation. And welcome to Taylor Tabernacle Live, where everyone, we welcome everyone who's joining us through Facebook and YouTube Live, where we are streaming from Philadelphia, where the Jonathan E. Ford is our pastor. And although we are gathering here together virtually, we know that 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? So just let us praise the Lord together and let us have church. Amen? So let us pray. Our Lord, O oh Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. Our Father and our God, we thank you for the blessing of seeing just one more day, a day that you have prepared for us. And although we do not know what is in store, we put our faith and we put our trust in the one that has prepared it. So, Lord, we lift up to you all who we love and just ask that you remember them. May your peace and joy fill our cups till it runs over. And may your grace sustain us from day to day. And, Lord, we ask that you bless our speaker for today. Use him, Lord. Give him a tongue of the learned that he may speak a word in season to he who is weary. For we thank you, Lord, because we know that every good thing comes from your hands. So we commit this day to you and ask that you go before us in the name of the only begotten, Jesus, who is the Christ. Amen. Amen. And now we will have our scripture reading. And the reading will be coming from John, the 15th chapter, verses 1 through 3. And I will be reading from the New King James Version. And if you are there, you will find these words. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already, you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. And now we will have a moment in black history by Sister Logan Lyons. Amen. Good morning and praise the Lord, saints. Listen, I know uh, we are going to have a moment for black history. They're still getting the technical side set up, but they'll have that ready uh, a little bit later in today's program. Amen. But just want to say it's good to be back with you on this Sunday morning. Amen. Before we get to the word today, everybody that's in the chat session right now, give a big shout out to our pastor, Elder Jonathan Ford. Give him a birthday shout out. Amen. He's enjoying his birthday on this weekend. Hit him in the chat. He's doing well. Blessed with another year. Amen. So hit him there. Hit him with an email after service, maybe. 
and uh, and look, if you have a birthday card for him, I know he'd love to receive it. They'll have the P.O. box address on the screen later in the service. Amen. So just a shout out to Pastor on this weekend. Amen. And, um, you know, as we get ready for this word today, uh, you know, let's just look back, look back at where we were last week. Amen. Uh, last week we were looking at God's resume. Amen. We were marveling over God's covenant love towards us displayed through history with real faithfulness to his covenant people. Amen. Uh, including the Gentiles, which is you and I. Amen. So, uh, listen, as we start, uh, and get ready for this morning, I just want to recap on two things that are real big on God's resume. Amen. And if you can get these two quickly, then we'll be ready for the word that God desires to speak over us today. Amen. First thing I want to let you know, and uh, it's coming up on the screen too, is God created everything. Amen. I want to let you know God created everything. Uh, and in Genesis 1 and 1, God gets right to it. He says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Amen. Uh, a little bit further in Exodus chapter 20 and 11, it says, For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that in them is, and he rested on the seventh day. Amen. So the first thing I wanted to let you know is God created everything. Amen. Now listen, if you can get that, we'll move on to the second point. And the, that point is this. It's a little bit more personal. Amen. It, here we find God created you. Amen. So listen, this one's a little, a little more personal. He didn't just create Adam and Eve. He didn't create, just create Moses, Abraham, Joseph, Ruth, uh, Rahab, David, and all the folks we know in the Old Testament. Amen. But God wants you to know today that He created you and that He knows you personally. Amen. And listen, I just wanted to sit there for a second. I want to, I want to let you know how much He knows you personally. Uh, I put up there two verses uh, from Psalm 139, but let me let me read you this Psalm of David. It says, "O oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit up and when I rise up, when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down, and are acquainted with all my ways." Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. He knows what we're going to speak. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Where shall I go from your spirit, or where shall I flee from your presence? Amen. We can't escape the presence of God. Amen. Wherever we go, he's already there. Uh, verse 8 says, if I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me. God says in verse 11, if I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light about me be night, even the darkness is not dark to God. Amen. The night is bright as the day, for darkness is as light with you. Amen. God says this even before we came into this world. He knew us. In 13, he says, for you formed my inward parts. 
You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. Those are David's words, but they apply to us uh, so much. And, you know, here we are. We know the resume of God and the covenant love that he has towards his covenant people. If that wasn't enough, we know that God is all powerful, that he created everything, that he created the earth, the sea, and everything that is in them. That includes you and I. Amen. God went the extra step, not just creating of us, creating us fearfully and wonderfully made, but he watches over us as we are each unique to God in his sight. Amen. But, you know, even knowing this, if, if you're like me, amen, if, 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 you know, sometimes just looking at what's in front of you every day, amen, uh, looking at the news and seeing trouble on every side, then you might have a question for God on this morning. You might be reviewing God's resume and then reviewing your social media feed and you're saying to God, Lord, what about now? You might be vaccinated, uh, affected by isolation, depression, anxiety, loneliness, dis disconnection, dysfunction, and you might be saying, Lord, what about now? You may not be directly in harm's way, but violence just a click away. Amen. I, we, we look at this past month, and I tell you, the, the conviction of three men in the Ahmad Arbery case was correct. But the fact that lynching is still taking place in 2020, 2021, it's still just crazy. Amen. The, the jury gets it right for George Floyd only to have no-knock warrants leading to the death of Amir Locke. We look at our streets and our homes and the widespread availability of guns is turning hot heads into death sentences. And you might be saying, Lord, what about now? Strife is everywhere. War between local leaders and nations. From city council to the school board. From Ukraine and Russia and now even Canada in dispute. And so there's some mornings where I come before God, even though I know his resume, I'm looking to him. And I'm saying, Lord, what about now? Amen. Listen, that's our subject today. And I asked the Lord for this message and I believe that he gave his word for us to reflect on. Where you are, amen, let us pray together. Father God, you are the most high God. There is none above you, and on this right now morning, we give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. We shout hallelujah to your name, O Lord. We surrender our will to yours right now. Lord, we move beyond our selfishness. We move beyond what we ask for from a place of fear. We ask you to encourage us to desire what you desire for us. Lord, relieve the strife in our midst, even our own soul warring against itself, and humble us 
to a place where grace may be found. Today, O Lord, be our all in all. Be our everything, O Lord. Teach us to abide in your word that you speak today. Lord, we thank you for this time in your presence. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, in Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen, amen. And so, you know, now I, I, I just bring some things up on the screen uh, right now. I'm, I'm going to tell you uh, my subject is what about now, and, I'm, and we've got a lot of scripture. I'll just put it there so you can jot it down. But if we can get these things, amen, I believe we'll receive the word that the Lord has for us today. There's a couple of things. Uh, one, I want you to know in this right now moment that God has given us the knowledge and wisdom that we need. Amen. I want you also to know that he's given us the power and that power is access to him. Amen. Uh, lastly, I want you to know, and if we can get this, it'll move us a far away. He says right now in this moment, he's given us the choice. Amen. A right now choice, a today choice. Amen. Glory be to God. So come on, I, I, I wanted to put that before you so that you'd have a, a couple of things uh, to chew on during this message. Uh, but we'll break them down individually. And uh, let's just go back to that. He's given us the knowledge. Amen. And so uh, at the book, at the beginning of the book of James, uh, we find this uh, one verse that many of us remember, uh, and that's that God has made his wisdom available to all of us. Amen. It's not hidden. God's wisdom is not hidden. Amen. Uh, in James 1 and 5, he says, if any of you lacks wisdom, if any believer lacks wisdom, amen, let him ask of God, who gives to all men liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Amen. Meaning that if you would ask of God, if there's something that you have a question for, if you would seek the scriptures, God will answer you. Amen. Amen. This is not a new thing. God placed it in our hearts. He even speaks about it in the New Test, in the Old Testament. Amen. In Deuteronomy 30 and 14, God said, but the word is very nigh to you, very near to you in your mouth and in your heart that you may do it. Amen. God was saying, even in the Old Testament, he was letting you know that his word is very near to you. It's right where you can get at it. Amen. And it says that you may do it. Amen. And so in this right now moment, when we ask God, what about now? He says, I have wisdom available to you. Ask and you shall receive. Amen. So for all of these life situations, amen. We ask God for wisdom, what to do, and we shall receive. At the end of chapter 3, in 17 and 18, he says this uh, about wisdom. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality. Amen. God's saying that his wisdom applies to all. Amen. And without hypocrisy, God's wisdom isn't on both sides of the table. Amen. Now, verse 18. Now, the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. 
Amen. And here I believe that God is saying that his wisdom leads to peace. Amen. God has layered the character of wisdom with peace, and that's where it can lead us to if we follow him. Amen. So that's the end of chapter uh, chapter 3. At the beginning of chapter 4, and when we look at what is wisdom leading to now, amen, uh, we can look and apply these words um, right before verse 1. It may say in your Bible, it, it just might have this title where it says pride promotes strife, amen. And verse 1 reads, where do wars and fights come from among you? Where do these disputes come from? Where does this strife come from? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war in your members? You lust and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasures. Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Wherefore, there, where, whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously? Listen, many times, Truth and peace are liberally set before us, but our friendship with the world keeps us from lining up in the direction that the Holy Spirit is trying to move us. Amen. Our politics, our social norms, our cultural traditions are worldly friends to us. And so obvious peaceful solutions become posturing and division. Amen. Glory to God. We're, we're, we're trying to get to the solution, but we're letting social norms and traditions get in our way. Amen. Look, in, in, in the Old Testament, that was the Jews and the Samaritans. Amen. Uh, we can look at the failures of these, uh, you know, just looking at society now, looking at current events. We can look at the failures of these no-knock warrants. And wisdom says that they should not exist. But our friendship with the world complicates obvious actions. And then, listen, we can look at programs that are driving safe injection sites. And it's obvious that this is contradictory to recovery. But our friendship with the world, our politics, complicates obvious actions. Uh, yesterday we were out, we were, uh, in, at the, uh, share food program, uh, where they, we were, uh, packaging food that would get, uh, delivered to those that are in need. And here's something that, uh, I found about, uh, our situation of hunger in America. There's an estimated 133 billion, that's billion with a B, pounds of food waste in the United States every year. That's 133 billion pounds of food that goes to waste. Amen. And it's obvious that there shouldn't be a single case of hunger in these United States. Amen. But our friendship with worldly systems 
and man-made economies complicates obvious actions. James writes that our lusts, our greed, and our selfish desires put strife between us and the wisdom that the Lord directs us to through the Holy Spirit. Our friend, which we call the world, has said that these problems are too big. Hunger, racism, violence. The world would have us to believe that they are bigger than our God. And we give power to systems that promote strife, all the while keeping us from the peace that God offers to every believer. Amen. Listen, in 1 Samuel 17 and 26, the world had a big problem, and that problem's name was Goliath. But God spoke through the servant David. Amen. And, and, and you know, when, when we think of this Sunday school story, we often call it David versus Goliath. But when we listen to David, he says this was God versus Goliath. Amen. Verse 26, David said to the men who stood by him, what shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? The reproach was that they had shamed themselves out of the power that God had given them and in fear they had transferred power to this giant Goliath. They had transferred power to this, this giant hunger. They had transferred power to this uh, giant called gun violence. They had transferred uh, uh, power to this giant called racism. Amen? But David says, who is this uncircumcised giant that he should defy the armies of the living God? Amen? Uh, David was simply saying, is anything too hard for God, is anything too hard for him who created the earth, the sea, and everything that in them is, who created you and I? Amen. And so, what about now? God has answers, but we must lean in when he speaks. He will put it in our hearts what is right to do. And he will make sure we know that it's not too hard for him. Amen. And I, 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 I get it. I'm right there. Amen. I, I, sometimes I find myself, I feel powerless as I contemplate these real life, right now situations that come our way. So I got to go further in James chapter four. Amen. And I find this Blended into verses 6 through 10. I find that our God has given us power. And that power as believers is access to him. Amen. Verse 6 says, but he, meaning God, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Verse 7, therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. 
Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. Amen. Here's the power of the Most High God. He did not leave us nor forsake us. He did not create us and then go on his way. Amen. But he, and he did not create us that we would then just fall under the weight of the world. But because we have fallen, because we have fallen short of the glory of God, because we have allowed pride and selfishness to overcome us, we come to the conclusion that somehow we have lost our chance. We come to the conclusion that somehow, somehow we've lost our spot in line and that as far as heaven is concerned, that the anointing for our lives for our city and our nation, that somehow that's gone. Amen? Glory to God. We, we look at it in the way that man looks at it. We had one shot, but now that's gone. Amen? But God reminds us in James 4, 6 through 10, that he has always been the power source. Any power... Any authority that we've ever had has been given us, given to us from Father God, amen, and it's, he's given it to us in order that we might perform his will on this earth. And so what about now? What about these real-life situations? God's saying that if we feel powerless in these real-life right-now times, this right-now season, then what we need to do is go back to the power source. Humble ourselves and go back to he who is the source of our power. Amen. I love this section of James, and often you'll hear me say a quote from James 4 and 8, and I'll say to you, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you, because there's encouragement in that word of God. Amen. But listen, when you go to that verse, that's only half of the verse. The other half says to it, and it's harder to swallow. It says, cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Amen? So what about now? God is saying uh, if pride, greed, lust, selfishness has put strife between us, then humility before God is our pathway back to him, our pathway back to the power source, power source. Amen? How do we get ourselves out of these problems? Verse 10, God says, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. He'll lift us up out of these giant problems that we face. Amen? We're coming around now and we're finding also in these verses that God has given us the choice. And since we're talking about now, that means that this is a choice that's right now. Amen. Listen, if we're waiting for a season when the political systems are going to get it right, we we won't get where we're going. Amen. If we wait on the school board to get it right, we'll still be waiting. If we wait on the city council to figure it out, We'll still be waiting. Amen. Uh, uh, the, we, we'd still be in the back of the bus waiting. Amen. 
uh, getting the politics is complicated. Whew. God says he's given us the choice to do right right now. Listen, uh, verse 11 gives us some, some wisdom. It says, do not speak evil of one another, brethren. He who speaks evil of a brother and judges his brother speaks evil of the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is one lawgiver who is able to save and destroy. Who are you to judge another? Amen. Come on, let's stop the name calling. Let's stop the labeling. Let's stop the ranting and the judgments. Amen. God says there's only one that can save and destroy, and that is him. Amen. Matriarchs used to tell us, I have no heaven or hell to put you in. Amen. So when we ask God, what about now? I believe God is telling us this. He's saying now is the time to do right. Amen. I, I, I believe that when we ask God, what about now? He's saying now is the time to do good. Amen. I believe that when we ask him, what about now? He, he, he's saying now is the time to perform his will on this earth. Amen. We've been planning this, planning that. Amen. We're talking about all the things that we're going to do. We're talking about uh, what's going to happen with this administration. We're talking about what we're going to do when we get uh, to the next level, when we step up. Amen. When we get that new car, when we get that next job. Amen. He's saying all of these things. This is what's going to happen. But uh, uh, James in 13 says, come now, you who say, Today or tomorrow, we go, we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell and make profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow for what is your life. It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and vanishes away. The wisdom that God is speaking here is to say, don't wait to do the right thing. Don't wait until you get out of your situation. Well, if, if, if I can get out of this, then I'm going to start living right. If I can get out of this, then I'm going to start doing what the word of God says. Uh, if, if I can just, I, I know I'm not, I, I'm not walking the straight and narrow right now, but if I can get a little further down the road, uh, then, then I'll start getting Back to God's word. I'll start leaning in to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Verse 15. Instead you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. But now you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Verse 17. Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. Amen. Amen. What about now? What about these situations? God is putting situations before us, not just before the government, not just before the rulers and those who are in charge, not just before the pastors and the deacons, but God is putting some things in front of us right now where we have the opportunity as believers in Jesus Christ to do the right Thing, and he's saying, don't wait, amen, waiting is sin, amen, not doing what God is giving you the opportunity right now, amen, 
is not the will of God. Amen? Glory to his name. Instead of waiting for things to change, instead of waiting for society to change around us, God changes the conversation. When we say, what about now? God changes the conversation. He looks back to us. He looks at the choices that you and I have to make. And God says to us, what about now? What about now? Will you choose to follow God's example of mercy? Or will you still have a vindictive eye for an eye, life for a life mentality? Will that rule your every action? God says to us, he says, what about now? Will you eat at your neighbor's table peacefully? Or will you allow cultural traditions to be eternal lines of separation? Even to our souls find ourselves engulfed in the fiery flames. In this passage of James, God says not to plan for what we will do tomorrow. But he has empowered us to do the right thing today. Remember the word from Deuteronomy. He says, the word is very near us in our mouth and in our hearts that we may do it. Amen. God says it's not complicated. I've given it to you. It's right there. Amen. And so as the Lord presents us with an opportunity to do good. We must act, and he will stand by us. Amen? Listen, as, as I get near to closing, I, I want you to consider this. God has extended time and history so that you and I would have a chance to be included in his people. Amen? God thought about you personally, and to make sure that there wasn't anything keeping you from him God sent his son, Jesus Christ, with grace and mercy just for you and I. And so right now, God has a question, and he's saying, what about now? Amen. Why not accept Jesus Christ into your life through faith right now? Amen. Listen, the, the, the doors of the church are open right now. Amen. Will you come? What about now? Will you accept the wisdom and power and access to God that is available to every believer? God's word says this in John 3.16. He says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Verse 17, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, he didn't send his son Jesus to condemn you, but through, the, through him, through Jesus Christ, the world might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son. Amen. When you believe in Jesus Christ, God's son, salvation comes your way and makes right the relationship between you and your creator. Amen. Every believer exercises faith. Every believer had to come to this point in time where they would make a decision to follow Jesus Christ.
Amen. Listen, if you haven't made that decision, I'm asking you, will you make it now? Will you move past any hesitancy that you have and make a decision in faith to follow Jesus Christ? Amen. Listen, if you've made that, if you desire that, I ask you to say this prayer with me now. Dear Lord, I know that I am not in right relationship with you. I am not exempt from sin and I need deliverance that only you can provide. I receive the covering of grace right now to call on the name of your son, Jesus Christ. And so right now, in this right now moment, I'm believing in Jesus Christ as my Savior. I believe that you sent Jesus because you love me and that his earthly ministry, his shed blood, his death and his resurrection fully provided for my forgiveness. I trust in Jesus and Jesus alone as my personal Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord, for saving and forgiving me from my sins today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Listen, if you accepted this call to salvation today, receive it in faith. Amen. It is done. Amen. The Holy Spirit is with you now and you have moved closer to God. He has moved closer to you. Amen. But listen, this journey is not meant to be alone. Please call us at 215-748-4578. That's 215-748-4578 that we can connect with you and walk you down this Christian journey. Amen. Go to our website, www.taylortabernacle.com. Choose the contact us page or the prayer request page. Amen. And uh, you can let us know that you desire to become a Christian. Leave a short message with your information and someone from our staff will contact you with next steps and to learn about your faith. Amen. So listen, saints, God bless you on this morning. We thank you for this time. We're going to move on. In the service, amen. But what about now, amen? What will we answer and do for, for, for God that he's calling us to do in this right now season? Amen and amen. Good morning. Today's moment in black history is on Claudette Colvin. In March, in, on March 2nd, 1955, Claudette Colvin, a 15-year-old student at Booker T. Washington High School, was riding a bus on Dexter Avenue headed toward Court Street when a group of white passengers boarded. Under the segregation laws of the time, whites sat in the front, blacks sat in the back, and a no-man's-land of seats separated the two. Colvin and three other black women sat in the no-man's-land when a white driver ordered them to vacate their seats for white people who had boarded. As historian, as historian Taylor Branch wrote, two of the women complied, but Colvin and another woman pretended not to hear. The bus driver eventually called the police drivers on the bus who asked the black woman, who asked the black men in the back to surrender their seats to the woman. So one did, but Colvin refused to move. Defending her right to remain in the bus. 
I felt as though Harriet Tubman was pushing me down on one shoulder and Sojourner Truth was pushing down on the other. She said, so therefore history had me glued to the seat. That was the reason I could not move. The police dragged Colvin off the bus, then slapped handcuffs on her and drove her to the local jail at City Hall. Colvin told the advertiser in 2019 that she heard that she heard sexually suggestive remarks as she was taken to herself. As a teenager, that's when I became really scared, Colvin said. In an old western, when the bandits are put in jail, you can hear the sound of the key go clip. I could hear the sound when the jailer locked it. I knew I was locked in. I couldn't get out. I started crying. I started reciting the 23rd Psalm. Coven's mother and pastor came a few hours later to bail her out. Prosecutors charged Coven with disorderly conduct, assault, and violating segregation laws. The arrest, particularly the use of handcuffs on a young teenager, angered many Montgomery black Montgomery many in Montgomery's black community. Local activists included former NAACP President E.D. Nixon and 24-year-old attorney Fred Gray saw her case as a potential challenge to the segregation laws. Colvin was found guilty at first trial, but on appeal, a judge dismissed the segregation charge and the disorderly conduct charge. Leaving the only assault charge, she was sentenced to indefinite probation. Gray wanted to push the case further, but Branch wrote that the dismissal of the segregation charge made it more difficult to raise a constitution, constitu- constitutional challenge in federal court. Witnesses feared testifying, and while Colvin wanted to do court, some black leaders thought Colvin was immature and would be an extremely vulnerable standard barrier. Branch wrote, Colvin was also pregnant, which further dampened enthusiasm. Nine months after Colvin's arrest, Rosa Parks was arrested in Montgomery City bus. Like Colvin, she had been sitting in the no-man's land of the bus. Unlike Colvin, Parks had more than 15 years of experience as an activist and only faced the charge of violating city segregation laws, which opened the door to federal trial, to a federal challenge. Colvin, who knew Parks through the NAACP youth group, said the two of them had a good relationship. E.D. Nixon said that they wanted Mrs. Parks to be the face of the Montgomery bus boycott because she would draw out more black adult participants, Colvin said Tuesday. But the movement was there. The young people was ready to protest. The months after the arrest were lonely, Colvin said in 2019. It was difficult because people looked at me differently, she said. The people who didn't know me said that I was crazy, that I was causing trouble. Some of the parents didn't want their children to be associated with me. Colvin later moved to New York and worked for decades as a nursing aide, but her sentence to indefinite probation remained on the books. The juvenile court no longer had authority over Colvin, but Colvin's attorney, Philip Ensler, told the advisor in October that the charge made her family fearful when she came to visit. 66 years after she refused to give up the city bus seat, Claudette Colvin's arrest record was expunged. An act that preceded Rosa Parks similar 
an act that preceded Rosa Parks' similar challenge by nine months. Calvin Williams, a judge, a, ju- a juvenile judge, wrote in November 24th or, or in a November 24th order granting the expungement that the decision represented a measure of statutory right and fairness to the to the said Claudette Colvin for what he said for what he has since been recognized as courageous act on her behalf and on the behalf of the community of affected people. Colvin, who was 15 years old when she was arrested, said during a press conference on Tuesday she was not really celebrating because of the 66 years it took to get the expungement. But she joked, that really means that I'm no longer, at 82, a juvenile delinquent. Thank you. Good morning, Taylor Tabernacle family. At this time, we will gather to worship through gifts. This morning, you may give through one of three ways, including text to give, online giving through our website, or also by using the U.S. Postal Mail. To give by text message, text the code TAYLOR61 to the phone number 732-56, and you will receive a link in the to give through our website, please go to taylorstabernacle.com slash giving and follow the instructions. To give by U.S. mail, please send check or money order to Taylor Tabernacle, P.O. Box, 6309, Philadelphia, P.A., 19139. As always, we thank you for your continued support of our ministry. Good morning, Taylor Nation. Good morning, and God bless. Hey, here are our announcements. As always, as we prepare to return to the tabernacle, we want you to keep in mind that masks are required when you enter. Please take your temperature that morning and make sure you're not running in temperature, or if you're not feeling well, please stay at home. Amen. Hey, if you have not uh, been informed, we wanted to inform you of the passing of Miss Jean E. Boston, who is the grandmother of our sister Zakia Price. Funeral services for, uh, have been made and the arrangements are as follow. The funeral will be this Thursday, February 17th at the Irvin Kimball Funeral Home. That address is 1100 North 63rd Street, Philadelphia, PA 19151. The viewing is at 10 a.m. Services begin at 11 a.m. The repast will be at Mainline Reformed Temple, 410 Montgomery Avenue in Wynwood. Amen. If you'd like to send a card or condolence to our sister Zakia Price, you may send it to 5710 Walnut Street, Philadelphia, PA 19139. Let's hold the family up in prayer. Amen. Uh, we will be continuing our virtual services for the remainder of the month of February. Uh, if you have any questions, please call the church and leave a message. If you have any questions concerning uh, communion, please submit those via website. As Pastor said at the end of the month, he will be answering those questions. Or I'm sorry, he will be answering those questions on Sunday, February 20th. Let's not forget or reminder, Wednesday night prayer and Bible studies. 7, uh, 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. via our Google Meet link. On February 18th, leadership meeting via Zoom, 7 p.m., the subject church reopening in March. 
You know who you are, so please be prepared for that meeting. Sunday of Hope for uh, for St. Jude and with Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity will continue on February 27th, and we'll give details how to give for that since we are virtual. And let's not forget our Girl Scouts, our sister um, Kennedy, our sister Zoe, and our sister Zaya. Hey, I believe our sister Kennedy has reached her goal at this point. We are going to help Zoe and Zaya reach their goal. They are trying to get into the 500 Club, and they uh, have to sell a total of 800 boxes of cookies. Boxes of cookies. They are halfway there, so they need our support. Please share their links uh, with family and friends, and let's help them meet. Let's do what we do best, Taylor, and let's support our children. Those links are as follows for um, uh, Sister Zakia Price. You can email her at zjcprice at uh, gmail.com. The links are um, up for you on your on the screen. Uh, and you see the two uh, uh, smaller links, tinyurl.com forward slash y9ektm53, uh, same prefix, tinyurl.com forward slash Y-D-4-R-M-A-G-A. Amen. Let's govern ourselves accordingly. Services back in the hands of our minister, Puritan, for benediction. Amen. Amen. Uh, we just thank God for all that he's doing as he's getting us ready uh to potentially head back in March. Amen. As you're watching over Pastor on his birthday, don't forget to give him a shout out. Amen. Hey, thank God for the uh for the black history uh mentioned today. Amen. Uh Claudette Colvin, she's a she's one of my heroes or sheroes as they say. Amen. So glad to have heard uh Sister Logan uh come through with that. So uh so listen, we're gonna get ready to close, get ready for next week. Amen. And uh pray that the Lord uh, watch over and keep us. So uh, will we pray together? Amen. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this time. We thank you for our congregation, O oh Lord. We thank you uh, for this venue over the internet, over the radios. Amen. We thank you uh, that you have made a way for your word to continue and for your people to gather. So Lord, uh, bless every household. Amen. Watch over us in these days that we face right now, O oh God. Uh, bless us with health, O oh Lord. Bless us with strength, O oh God. Father, bless us with wisdom, amen, that we might know how to walk in your will and in your way. So, Lord, we love you. We bless you and praise you. Stay with us evermore. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thank God for you, Taylor. We'll see you next week.